Welcome back to episode 191 of Two Front Runners Podcast. Emphasis on the two. Just me and E-Money coming at you this week. We're going to do Super Wild Card Weekend Recap, talk about all the games. Uh, there were some pretty damn good ones. We're going to do a divisional round preview, and then we are going to chat up about some UFC 283. We'll say that to the end because... Not everyone's UFC fans, but this is going to be a banger of a card. Two title fights on that, so stick around. Maybe get some betting advice. Ethan, not he's not not well-rounded in UFC, but he throws out some banger bets, so that's about all you need to know. Yeah, it seems like even though I'm not as in-depth as you and Jared are, I occasionally am able to throw out uh, a play that's just like, seems to hit right on the nose so we're hoping for another one of those this weekend but we'll see let's, let's do it we will see we will see indeed let's kick it off super wild card weekend we'll just go game by game uh first game seahawks niners i thought they were gonna i thought that seahawks were gonna shock the world for the second and then uh geno smith did geno smith things yeah i'll say this game was a game for a while and then just out of nowhere. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, it just wasn't anymore. I mean, switch flipped and it was, it was over. The Seahawks were winning this ball game at halftime. Came out, scored six points in the second half. Um, yeah. I want to say, I mean, I don't even think there was a, there was a matter of uh, the D, the Seahawks defense playing that bad. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong, they weren't great. But Geno Smith, I think, had two turnovers. I think he had a fumble and a, I I believe so. I don't remember off the top of my head. It was the first game of the weekend. I was also at a bar drinking. Um, But I believe that he had two turnovers in that game. I'm looking it up right now. Yes, he did. He fumbled fumbled, um, on the first drive coming out of halftime. So they were down already, sacked, fumbled. um, And then Nick Bosa recovered it. And then... Not the next drive, but the following one, first play, throws a pick. So it just was not great. And then the defense definitely didn't help him. Coming out of halftime, the Niners went touchdown, 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 field goal. Um, you're not really going to win a game doing that. But no. I will say one thing, and it's going to seem like I'm on the hate train, but I think this weekend opened up a lot of people's eyes. Brock Purdy does not have to make hard throws. No, the, all the throws but, he but, made were easy as pie. Fucking Twitter will go wild when you throw it to wide open guys in the flat for a touchdown. Like, oh my god, Brock Purdy! Like, not like that. That's what I'm saying. Quarterbacks can make that throw. Seventy four yard touchdown to Debo Samuel. Well, it was a four yard check down, and he was completely wide open. Um, he made he definitely bought himself some time in the pocket with his feet. But the throws he made afterward weren't hard, and they were wide open. Um, if the Cowboys, we'll talk about this a little bit. The Cowboys play like they did on Monday night. I like their chances. Yeah, I do too. I you could put fucking Ian Book in that offense, and they would win the way that they play that style. Like yeah, it is I mean, not he's definitely Brock a system Purdy. QB. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Brock Purdy is not carrying that team by any means to their wins it is every other piece around him and i won't get too much into it but i think that they're they might get exposed this weekend so 
Yeah, we will uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. On the flip side of things, Geno Smith, I mean, he looked horrible. Uh, y- yes, at the same time, like he could say that his stats weren't awful. 25, 35, 253, two touchdowns and a pick. That's like him in a nutshell all season long. But in the games that they lost, he just played like complete shit, I feel like. Well, that's, uh, that's what I was about to say is that it's it's literally what he's done all season, and it's not to say that he's had a bad season. I don't think either of us are saying that. It's just like stats are nice. Yes, the dude completed like 70% of his passes all year, but he's averaging like maybe 10 yards of completion. I could be wrong. I didn't look up the stats. But it's not like he's played some absurd football. He's played good football throughout the year. I will give him credit for that. He shocked the world, I think, in what people thought he was going to do but he doesn't show up when it matters. I feel like, and that's what I kind of noticed with some of the losses and this past weekend And the second half came out flat. Just didn't look great. Yeah. I mean, he averaged 7.5 uh, yards. I don't know if that's per completion. That has to be per completion. Um, I would think. Depends. I guess surely it's not per depends. attempt, but either way, either, either way. way, I mean, he did, he didn't play great. And he, I feel like he did that in a lot of his losses this year which obviously that makes sense but it's just not not a sustainable franchise quarterback you moving forward also how they went down so quick in the second half they didn't even let kenneth walker get the chance to run the ball i mean he had over 50 rushing yards in the first half which nobody does against the 49ers he was on pace for 100 i think he had 54 in the first half and it with 63 so he had nine yards in the second well i don't half, i don't remember run the specifically ball. but you said I don't remember what your tweet was, but did he run the ball like what five times in the second half or something like that? He, like, at, I want to say I want to say midway through the fourth when I tweeted that he had one carry, yeah, one carry, just in the second half, miserable. So, like why why go? Well, away I, from, I get but, go down thirteen points, but they just abandoned well, it. Well, they went down thirteen points. They had also throw the ball, and that's when he threw that pick. Also, if we know Pete Carroll for anything, it's abandoned the run when it matters most. So, I mean, this is true. Not I surprised. Mean, not surprising at all. But either way, uh, Seahawks didn't really belong there. They were much better teams. I think the Lions and the Packers make this a little bit of a better game down the stretch. But it is what it is. 49ers move on. Next game, one of the most wild, I guess you could say wild. It was wild in a sense that, crazy comeback but it was so one-sided in each half i i literally can't talk on this game because i fell asleep when it was 27 to 7 and i woke up at like two in the morning and i was like oh i should check the final score of that game and i saw that it was 31 to 30 and i'm like half asleep looking at my phone like what the fuck (laughs) like i was i was mind blown at what i saw it was legitimately insane. Uh, I mean, I, I was drinking beers, watching it, and I was like, oh, there's no chance that you know this is possible. But I'm going to keep watching, just see what they can do. Come out of halftime, I believe they scored on their first drive. Uh, let me see here. So it's, I think the so, yeah. Chargers went, punted it, got it back, touchdown. And I was like, okay. I went down 13. It was maintainable. Then the Chargers got a field goal, 
Jacksonville got a touchdown and they were down 16 at the point at this time. And they had, they had to go for two, the two point conversion to be down one score. They missed it. I was like, all right, pretty much rode them off after that. The chargers have a freaking long ass drive, seven minutes, 58 yards, missed the field goal. I'm like, Oh shit, here it goes. Touchdown, two point conversion, three and out field goal to win. Um, this is literally uh, the definition of Justin Herbert being overrated social media quarterback and Brandon Staley being an idiot because so, he didn't hardly run it in the second half. So you want to blame that part on Justin or on Brandon Staley, but you also got to think if, if they're not running it in the second half, you're putting that on your all-star quarterback to move the ball a little bit. Yeah. And, and, but I will say this and I think it's because I'm, I like Herbert more than you do, obviously. And I think we've, I used to that. love him. Um, is just that like Herbert by all means didn't have a bad game, you know, like 25 of 43 is not great percentage wise. It was right around 60%, 273 and a touchdown, no turnovers, but you're right. I, I think you have to put more blame on Brandon Staley. You can put a little bit on Herbert, obviously, because if you're being asked to throw the ball, you're, you're hoping that you make some of those completions, but I don't know how Brandon Staley still has a job today. Like I really don't. It blows my mind. Because uh, that you got to assume that horrendous. he's not going to get fired, right? You got to assume they're going to keep him if he hasn't been fired yet. Well, at this point, that's unless my, they're waiting until the end of the season, right? Like that's my like thing. The end it of the blows my Pro Bowl. Mind. Yeah, it's, it's just the play calling. You've got. I know you don't have a great run game. Like Eckler's been great all year, but yes, he is not like your typical running back. Um, but why abandon that when you are up four scores and seven years ago? Um, and you just, you just abandoned it almost entirely. And you're like, I, mean, they were, I get, I get, they were shutting it down. I mean, they had 20 outside of Justin Herbert. So running the football, they had 20 carries for 55 yards, which yeah, not great. The math is under three yards carry. It's not great, but you got to think when you're up by 20 points, you're going to want to take some time off the clock. I, I don't think Austin Eckler ran more than like seven times in the second half which is pretty yeah. disgusting. But at the same time, it's a, it's something that I talked about a couple weeks ago with Justin Herbert, failing to put the ball in the end zone. They rely so much on Austin Eckler to get them in the end zone uh, from like the 10-yard line, inside the 10-yard line. Justin Herbert had those stats, had those yards, one touchdown. Yep. Not, no, I agree. Not I, great. I agree. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, obviously, me and Jarrett like the Jags money line. I think you even on the podcast last week. I did. Yep. I literally, we have a pick them and like literally the only reason I chose the chargers in the pick them is because I thought everybody was going to go Jags. I was wrong. It was literally like only 40% of people, but (laughs) is what it is. It is what it is. Hell of a game. Hell of a comeback. Trevor Lawrence. Well, I will say I do want to touch on this. Everyone's talking, you know, dog shit, you know, he's not that good through four picks in the first quarter. Let me say this. First one, batted down at the line of scrimmage into somebody else's hands. Yeah, he could have been more aware. Not a whole lot you can do about that. Second one was completely defensive holding. It, uh, it was. That, that, sh- even, that should have been a penalty all day long. Uh, and the third and fourth ones, like, while they weren't the best throws, they weren't su- they weren't errant throws that just soared and went into the DB's hands. They were 50-50 balls where defensive back just came down with them. Uh, if the wide receiver could have just as easily have came down with those balls. So great game. Yep. Jags move on. 
to play the Chiefs this weekend. Talk about that in a second as well. Uh, I'll move on to Sunday. Uh, Dolphins, Bills. What a game. A game that could have been. Uh, I wish Jarrett was on because he could kind of talk through this with me just based on like the standpoint of what we've seen all season. But holy cow, that this defense came to play. Uh, two picks, a huge pick by Xavier Howard, like a catch that half the wide receivers in the NFL don't even make, and right. then runs it back. Uh, the strip sack, fumble recovery for a touchdown, and then Skylar Thompson just, just throws up all over himself. <laughs> I will say, man, like for the fact that 95% of people counted them out of this game from the get-go. Like, not a great game by Skylar Thompson. I think Mike McDaniel did what he could with having a third-string QB and without Raheem Mostert. I yeah, ripping, like, ripping vapes on the sideline. I saw that. Dude, but I also, like, I know some people bad. were, like, saying, like, why was it taking so long for play calling? I'm going to be honest with you. I And, again, I'm not on the sideline. But I don't know how much of that was on Mike McDaniel and how much of it was more so on Skyler Thompson getting in the huddle and just like shitting his pants so, because I wouldn't I, I imagine his play calls are super like intricate and really mm-hmm. long. You gotta one dumb that down for a guy who's never played in a playoff game, a rookie playing in a playoff game. You gotta dumb that down a little bit in that environment. Two this is something that's happened all year. So I think it's a problem with everyone. It's been a problem with Tua. Like you got to fix something in your, in your play calling to where you're getting those plays in a little bit quicker. Cause yeah. there's, there was a lot of times this year where they're breaking the huddle with eight seconds left. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get to the damn line of scrimmage. Um, outside of that, I mean, literally, I, I'm not even kidding you. when I say anyone else plays quarterback, the Dolphins win this game 18 of 45. Yeah. I, that's not great. That's hor- that's horrible. I mean, I'm dead serious when I think that most, not even most. I bet 99% of quarterbacks could do that in the NFL. Uh, don't get me wrong; he had a couple good throws. Jalen Waddle. I don't know what you're doing out there, bro. But my God, you might have just cost the Dolphins this playoff game. Yeah, it was. Jalen Waddle didn't look great. The drop by Tyreek Hill wasn't great. The drop by um. Oh my god, who was it? Was it I mean, I guess that wasn't a great or not great throw, sorry. I guess it wasn't an easy catch, but I think it was the Gasicki drop in the second half. Um You're talking about the just, very end? Yeah. Like I think so. That's Either way, catch. like but Jalen Waddle, like, yeah, you're right. Like one, you gotta catch that you're walking into the end zone with that first one. That first one was horrible. Him and Tyree Kill both. You, like you got to start using your hands. They try to trap the ball against their body so much and fucking go straight through their arms all the time. It's happened a handful of times this year. This week, it really came to bite us in the ass. Outside of that, this Bills team looked horrendous. Uh, Josh Allen looked bad. The defense, their defense really hasn't been stellar all year long, uh, but they yeah. were allowing Skylar Thompson to like, had the wide receivers caught and had he made some of the throws, if that was Joe Burrow on the other end, they would have gotten slaughtered. And we're going to see Joe Burrow on the other end this weekend. So exactly, exactly. So RIP Miami dolphins. It was a great season. Uh, People are like, Oh, but you can be happy about the season. 
Yeah, kind of. We were eight and three, ended up nine and eight, lost in the first round of the playoffs, had the game won with a third string quarterback and just threw it away. Like this game should have been the Miami Dolphins. I don't care what you say. Um, just sucks. I'm sure you'd feel the yep. same way if you were the Packers. Like, oh, they so say the Packers made that NFC championship or that NFC run, got in against the 49ers, were winning back right. and forth all game battling, and then they just lose in a shitty way. Like it kind of yep. sucks. No, I get you. I get you entirely. So Giants Vikings. Um was it the game of the weekend? Question mark. Giants Vikings? In terms of like I close think I competition, was, back and forth, that's that's I what I'm I thinking on. Least interested. I think the game of the weekend was Dolphins Bills. Not like bias aside, bias aside, like closeness wise, yeah. yeah, battling back and right. forth. So the Giants Vikings weren't really battling back and forth, were they? Not to my I mean, knowledge. I guess. I guess not. I mean, I they mean, were yes, no. It, it it was more so like Giants got out to a lead, Vikings cut it close. G- Viking or Giants would pull away by ten, Vikings would cut it close. It was like so. For example, it was seventeen seven Giants, then it was seventeen fourteen, then twenty four fourteen, then twenty four twenty one, then twenty four twenty four, and then outside Giants. of the first score, outside of the very first score of the game, the Vikings never held a lead again. Um, so I mean, right. I guess I get what you're saying. I was at the bar uh, with. A few of the guys who was Sean Malone, he's on the draft episode with me, Jarrett, a couple other guys. Uh, so I was pretty drunk at this point. We we got there at like eleven thirty in the morning, and by this point, I mean shit, it was late. Uh, and I was kind of pissed off and didn't really give a shit about this game. But holy cow, dude, the Vikings defense is horrible. Yeah, and also like just backtracking a little bit, I guess you're right. That Dolphins Bills game was. The definition of back and forth. For <laughs> so, so I'll I'll give that for the best weekend or best game of the weekend probably. Um, but this this game was good too. But yes, no Vikings defense, man. Like, uh, granted, I think we should have seen this coming. And I'm not even a big Giants believer. Like, I think they're going to get slaughtered this weekend from somebody who's not even a big Eagles believer. But yeah, like the the Vikings defense. And granted, their offense is part of it too, a little bit, but they're the reason that they were a what 12 and 14, no 13 and 14 with a negative point differential. Like, insane, insane how bad that is, dude. I mean, you can't, you have to blame this on defense. Kirk Cousins did his job, yes, he did check down. You can blame that last play, checking down on fourth down. Yes, that's horrible. Ultimately. You got to hold the Giants to under 31 fucking points. Kirk Cousins, 31 of 39. Yeah, had a great game. Like, I'm sorry, he had a great game. Two touchdowns, no (laughs) picks, great game. Dalvin, this is kind of what you got to lean on as this is the backbreaker of the game. Dalvin Cook, 15 of six, 15 carries for 60 yards, average four yards a carry. Why aren't you running it more? Yeah. I I am literally. I don't think he ran for over 15 yards in the second half. Yeah, but he, even even with that though, like the the passing offense had a great game. The rushing offense had a great game. It is this loss is literally on the defense, and I don't think you can put it on anything else. It it is literally on how bad the defense performed. 
They were 7 of 13 on third downs, the Giants were, so over 50%. They outgained the Vikings by 99 yards. Uh, only had one more drive, averaged more yards per play, had more passing yards, uh, doubled them up, and then some on rushing yards. Three, for, They were both 3 for 4 in the red zone. Uh, I mean, you got to stop them at some point. That's really it. Yep. And the, no and sacks. All game. Yeah. No pressure on Daniel Jones. You put even the slightest pressure on Daniel Jones in this game, and I think it's a totally different game. I'm sorry. They had they had technically three sacks. The Giants didn't have any sacks. Giants had no sacks and won this game against Kirk oh. Cousins, but their defensive line. Kind of impressive. I take that back. But uh either way. <clears throat> either way. I probably you probably had that much. You probably had three sacks because Daniel Jones scrambled out of the pocket, didn't make it back to the line of scrimmage to call it a sack. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. um, but either way, congrats to the Giants. I uh, still think that they don't belong in the playoffs. Maybe we'll find that out this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, I feel like we have a similar uh, divisional round. Actually, I know we do because we did a bracket thing. <laughs> uh, next game: Ravens Bengals. I'm gonna lead off with this. You, th- if we think the ba- the Bills looked rough, this is an embarrassing performance by the Bills. Or yeah, by the Bengals. and I think. Right. Yeah. By the Bengals. Yeah. And I think that it's another one that like, I want to blame on the Bengals defense, but you gotta, you gotta put a little bit on that offense too, for being a little stagnant throughout the game. Joe Burrow, what are you doing? I get your decent completion percentage, but 209 yards, one touchdown. Come on. Yeah. And I, and I also like, I get that the part of the reason the Ravens were even there to begin with because of their defense. Like I'll give him some slack for that, but it's just that it, it from the Bengals standards of what we've seen over the last nine weeks, this was not a good game for the Bengals. Now maybe it's Dude, just an outlier. We'll see, but 230 yards to 360. They got out gained by 130 yards. Yeah. That's, that's off at it home. Should, should not have won that game. game. By no, at home in a playoff game against a backup quarterback who has not looked great at all. Uh, you got in that, you got a 99 yard, whatever might've been 97, 98 yard fumble recovery, which was bananas. I'm pretty sure Huntley threw a pick that was ended up getting the ball close to midfield. If, uh, if the, Bengals make it back to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, they owe Sam Hubbard literally everything that franchise has to give. Dude, the fact that he was right there. Because if he catches, I'm sorry, he gets that ball. He catches that ball and somehow like there's somebody around him and tackles him. I'm sure they, they might get a first down. They end up punting foot field position again, give the ball right back to him. The fact that he caught that and took that all the way, insane. What a heads-up play uh, by him to be there. And, I mean, that's what you get for having a backup quarterback. I mean, Tyler Huntley, apparently he was supposed to go low. Thought he'd go up over the top. He was way farther away than I thought, too. And I I don't know who, uh, like, knocked that ball out of his hands, but also that guy. Whoever, Whoever did that should also get a piece of the pie if they make it further in these playoffs. So. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, Just that, insane I think it, it was an ugly game. Another instance where you can look at it and be like, okay, 
J.K. Dobbins should have definitely run the ball more. 4.8 yards a carry. Only got 13 carries. Yep. So, And he was, wasn't he one of the ones who was pissed after that game? Yes. Somebody he, in that game was like. J.K. Okay. Dobbins was very mad. I, he, I think he came out and like blast, put, I don't know, put someone on blast for that play call of, of uh, Huntley at the goal line said that should have been him. And then he also yep. said that if Lamar played that they won, which I have yeah, zero doubt that. in that. Yeah, I, I will give him that. Like, it's it's not something that you want to say about your teammate. Like, hey, Huntley was ass. If we had Lamar, we would have won, but he's not wrong. <laughs> he wasn't. I mean, even that Huntley wasn't horrible. He didn't lose him the game. He's not going to win. J.K. Dobbins definitely uh, made it sound like that was the reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, between him, him and Gus Edwards had 25 carries for 101 yards. Yeah. I don't know why and they're not getting the ball more. Four point zero two five yards carry <laughs> i don't know why they're not getting the ball more uh yeah they ran the ball like crazy 155 yards total tyler huntley nine carries for 50 yards so yeah. should definitely done more rpos more design runs what are you gonna do now you're gonna be sitting at home wishing you could have done you're that do shit. Yep. uh and then yeah. pot i mean this next game was literally the worst game of the weekend yep by far not, even, not even the game we said this. I tweeted it. If, if there wasn't a bigger reason to get rid of divisions, the yeah. Bucks did not belong there. I mean, we all knew that. Yep. And and again, right. like I said a couple weeks ago, if you're not going to get rid of divisions, at least get rid of um, seating based on divisions. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like you can fucking win your division, but that don't mean you're going to win the playoffs. Or sorry, win the playoffs. Jesus Christ make the playoffs. I mean, if you want to keep your divisions for rivalries, but if you go eight and nine and you're an eighth seed, fucking that's fair. I see what you're talking. Like have those four in. So the next best three, uh, and then they would be the seventh seed. Right. right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I mean, they're still going to get slammed. They're still going to get fucking mowed over. It's going to be even worse because they're yeah. going to play someone better. Uh, I mean, Home field advantage, you're an eight and nine team. Tom Brady looked fucking horrible. Yeah, no. like he has most of the season. And Ethan, I, I sent him a bet before uh, the game started, and it was Tom Brady over 42 and a half or 43 yeah. and a half attempts. He goes, 43 and a half sounds like a lot. 66. 66. Also, so speaking of speaking of that, I want to sidetrack really fast before we really dive into this game, if there's anything to dive into. But I also had a uh, DraftKings parlay last night. Uh, it was a five leg. It was five dollars to win a hundred, and the only leg that didn't hit was Dak Prescott thirty five plus attempts. He finished with thirty three, and had the game even been remotely close, that would have hit. And part of me, because of Travis, Travis sent me that bet. It was like a Prize Picks bet. Shout out Prize Picks sponsor us. I don't know. Um, but, um, he sent me a price fix bet and it was that Tom Brady over 42 and a half. And I was like, nah, there's like no way, but I thought about it and I was like, <laughs> well, maybe. And so I, I initially threw Tom Brady 40 plus attempts instead of Dak 35, but I was like, nah, no way. Dak doesn't get to 35, took it out. That's the only, only leg that didn't hit. I'm so mad at myself for that. That's what you get. That's what you get for not listening to me. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, I mean, outside of that, 
horrible, horrible game. The fucking Bucks had twelve rushes. Yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta say too, um, this is speaking kinda on the game, kinda not, but I know a lot of people are saying that Tom Brady's not done, but I I don't know, man. I, I have a he hard pretty time. fucking done to me. I have a hard time believing that he's not done. He retired last year, unretired, and people might say, like, oh, well, he didn't really have a bad year. He did on Brady standards, and he looked like dog shit throughout most of the season. He had some good games. People are like, oh, but he broke the completions record or attempts record or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that's going to happen when you run the literal least amount of like anybody in the league. You're not running the ball. You're throwing the ball. It's not like he was slinging the ball downfield. He had... Let me see this. Like, while you're looking that up, I just... I, I just can't see it, man. Like the dude is 45 years old. You got to hang him up at some point. Be coming back. And this is, this is a damn good season to be doing it. Cause I don't know where you're going after this. That's going to give you any better chance of winning a Super Bowl. Tom Brady had 733 attempts, which was 34 more than the next person. Guess he was below him. Yeah. Guess guess who's seven hundred and attempts. Seven hundred and thirty-three Tom Brady had. He was thirty-four above the next person, above number two. God, guess who's who below him? Who didn't run a lot? Unless it's unless you're saying that near it's Aaron Rodgers because I see your face. No. No. We, no. Have we have we Pop talked about is- him tonight? We talk about him all the time. Props up this guy's passing yard stats like no other. Can't throw touchdowns. Don't don't say it yet. I'm, I think in my AFC Come or NFC, we're going to do this. AFC, you know. Talk about him all the time. Tua? Justin Herbert. Oh. Okay. How Tua had the second most he's been at? I don't know. Six <laughs> games. No, Justin Herbert was 699. But the yeah, passing leader, right. the passing yard leader who had 500 more yards than Justin Herbert had 50 less attempts. Just Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like that's kind of telling right there, right? Is like, everybody's like, oh, he didn't have a bad season, but all the guy did was literally throw the ball. So if you're going to throw the ball that much, you're going to complete more passes. You're going to have more yards. You're gonna I, I would say gonna have more touchdowns but it's not like he had a, a crazy touchdown number the dude um, with his attempts basically played almost two more games pretty two more games than Patrick Mahomes and had two more games less in yards he was off of him by 600 yards and had two more games worth of attempts on his under his belt so I get we're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes but still that's a big but, discrepancy there and people are like, oh, but he threw for, you know, f- almost 4,700 yards. Yeah, again, we we're talking about attempts and completions that he had. You look at it from this way. He had 25 touchdown passes to nine interceptions. Did not look good when he threw some of those balls. And had Mike Evans not saved his fucking season in week 18, we're not even talking about him this week. And so it's like, I, I just, you know, getting back to the root of the point, I don't know how he comes back next year. I, and like, if you're taking on a chance at Brady, what team wants to at this point? You, you're telling me 
that you're going to look at the Raiders or the Jets or the even the Dolphins, and I know you guys don't want that shit, and you're going to be like, no. oh, Brady's a better option than what I could grab out of the draft, what I could grab from the trade market this year with all these quarterbacks that are going to be moving around, what I'm going to grab from the uh, – I already said the draft – from free agency. Um, there's a million better options next year than Brady, and even – if you want to claim that, oh, it's Brady, doesn't matter. It's not Brady at 38, 39 years old. It's Brady at 46. That is a huge difference. Yeah, I uh, I would not want him on my team, that's for sure. Uh, I don't think and I don't think many people are going to want to take him and eat whatever contract he's going to be willing to take because I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, no. Um. Can you hear that? What is it? Okay, it's gone. I don't know. It was a weird clicking noise. Um, uh, And also, like, speaking of older quarterbacks who are going to probably be on the market, at least if I had to assume, um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there, and you're going to tell me that you'd rather have Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers in this stage of their careers? I don't know if I'd want either at this point, but you know what? I literally was just about to say I do not honestly want either of them. But if I had to choose between the two, I think I'd take Rodgers over Brady at this point in their careers because at least Rodgers is only like 39. So Yeah, they both still look like garbage, so I don't want to take either of them. But there is that. The Cowboys moving on. Um, by the way, I want to mention I want to say on the podcast, I said I wanted to take the Bucks. I said or I said I wanted to take the Cowboys. And then I looked more into it and I ended up fucking taking the Buccaneers. I'm such a fucking idiot. Don't don't let Jarrett He's not on this podcast, so I'm gonna call him out on it. Don't let Jarrett sway you. Every we time, all over the every Cowboys time all he's, <laughs> every time he's fucking done that, I've lost every time. <laughs> fucking idiot! Every, like every time this year, he tries to convince me to take another line, and I end up doing it, and it loses. I'm done with uh, it. I'm done with it. All right, we carried on for a little bit about the recap. Uh, so sorry about that. Divisional round Saturday, three thirty. Jags, Chiefs. Do you, have you time out? Have you looked at the lines? I've not seen the lines. So if you okay, so I'm not gonna. Me, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna make you guess them. I love that. Um, All right, Jags, Chiefs, Jags, Chiefs. Whose line is it? Jags on the whose line is it anyway? Um, mm-hmm. Jags are on the road. This is a Saturday, four thirty game. Both teams. Well, Chiefs did three thirty, right? So, well, 4.30 my time. Um, Not where they're playing. Chiefs didn't play. Jags have a full seven days rest. I'm guessing that it is Chiefs minus six and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Give me Jags. Over-under? day long. Uh, I think the over-under is probably higher than I would initially think. So I'm thinking 51 and a half. Close. 53. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, initially looking at it, I like the Jags. It's so hard to bet against the Chiefs in the playoffs. It is. You're not wrong, but I'm going to. because I I'm think going that, to as well because I want to root for them. Yep, I want to root for the Jags. And this is even, even outside of just like a rooting standpoint, eight and a half seems large. For a Jags team that has proved that even if they maybe don't belong in the realms of a Chiefs or, I mean, we Bills and Bengals struggled, but if we want to say it like 
of the teams remaining in the AFC, do they belong? But they will put up a fight week in and week out, and I, I think they'll do it again. I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but if you don't think they're going to keep it within seven points, I would be shocked. Yeah, me too. I think I – or I think – I hope that – First of all, time out and backtrack. Doug Peterson is a hell of a coach. Um, he really is. Didn't lay down in that game. Came back, fought, pulled out some some crazy plays and did some crazy shit. Uh, that T wing formation on fourth and inches uh, to set them up in field goal territory was absolutely wild. Instead of just QB sneaking it, Travis Etienne took it like twenty five yards. I think the key to success here, not coming out slinging it, balance that run, that pass game. You have Travis Etienne. Uh, if they can do that, if they can like just get a, f- a few first downs to start the game, I think we'll have ourselves a competitive ball game. If they if they start out the game like the fucking Cowboys and Bucks did this past weekend, they're going to get down early and it'll be done. Yeah. It'll be game over. I, I say that there's no way they're going to be able to come back against the Chiefs like they did the Chargers. No, absolutely not. But I will say, you're talking about Doug Peterson, hell of a coach. I mean, this man led Carson Wentz and Nick Foles to a Super Bowl. So, and I'm pretty sure their leading receiver that year, I might, I might be talking out of my ass for those listening, but I'm pretty sure it was Alshon Jeffrey. And so, you got you you led those three guys to a Super Bowl. I'd say Alshon used to be used to be he did great, but that was more so on the Bears, if I'm correct. He he was more of a a stud on the Bears than he was anywhere else. But you're right, you're right. But I mean, this team has the weapons. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they really do, yeah. uh, and I'm looking at a Chiefs team who has completely revamped their offense over the last month and a half. Again, if you follow us on social media, you know we've been diving into this. Travis Kelsey has been calm, has become so much less of a centerpiece in this offense between what he used to be. They're throwing it to guys like Justin Watson, Jody Fortson, uh, Noah Gray, I think is his, is his name. I fucking could butcher that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Jerk, like they're they're involving so many different guys in this offense, and I think it's going to come down to it. You're looking for guys to get separation against a okay against a pretty solid defense. We'll see. I don't I don't like their chances if they're going to be wanting to spread the ball out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Um, what it comes down to, I think it's going to be a high scoring. I don't game. think the Jags win, but I like them to I cover it that- in half. I think that a, a great bet, if you don't love value, <laughs> is if you did like a six-point teaser and you took the Jags plus 14 and a half and then you took the over of, well, you said it was 53, 47. so 47 and a half, I think isn't a bad bet. It'd probably be like six-point teaser, so it'd be like minus 130. Not a terrible bet. Um, if anything, I like the over, I think regardless. And then I'm, I'm still going to take Jags plus eight and a half. So I think I'm, this will be part of my 13 point teaser. Uh, Jags plus 21 and a half, dude. Yeah. <laughs> come on. That, come on. I don't know how that doesn't cover. What are we saying? What are we thinking here? Uh, <laughs> this next game, seven fifteen, giants, Eagles. Whose line is it? Eagles minus five and a half. You were wrong on two each time. Seven and a half. I am. Giving, I hate the half. I hate that. Half. I'm. I'm giving the under underdogs too much of a benefit of a doubt in these games so far. Um. Yeah, I hate that half too because I'd really love to take Eagles minus seven 
or even well, we could. Half. You can even buy a. You can even buy a yeah. point and make it minus. And, and if it like moves, one thirty-five, one forty. If it moves at all, half point or a full point, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that because I Giants held their the, own. The public, sorry to interrupt you, but real no, quick we, before you continue, the public, from what I've gathered, loves the Giants this postseason. Uh, everyone, I feel like a lot of people think the Eagles are frauds. So I would honestly wait till Saturday because I bet this line moves seven yeah. closer to six and a half. Yep. Continue. Um, the only thing I was gonna say is like. Everybody was like, oh, Giants look great. Like, you know, they they might be for real. Um, to me, the Vikings are a glorified 9-18. and 18. That, that, that is all they were. And so you beat that team by seven. Congratulations. Um, I get it was on the road. You're running into an Eagles team that has lost, what, two games all year? Three games? Three games, right? They ended up going 14-3. and three. Um but they lost two of those games without Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts now they've had a week to prepare, uh, like an extra week, excuse me, extra week to prepare. Their guys are healthy outside of just Jalen Hurts. They got other guys that have gotten a good amount of rest. Um, and you just came off a grueling battle with the Vikings team, who, again, I don't think is that good. They had a negative point differential. I don't think I'm saying anything bold take here. You beat a mediocre team that teams out of the playoffs probably could have beaten you in this game. So, yeah, I mean, the amount of one score games that the Vikings had, Jared talked about all year, not the fact that they, I mean, I don't think they suck. So you don't win. You don't go whatever, 12 right. and whatever, if you suck, but they were very, very beatable team. The Eagles, on the other hand, I do think they're beatable. I think that the, that they just match up better against the Giants. And if we want to look, uh, the truest of uh, competitive games took place. Between these two, because you got to think this is the third matchup between them, uh, took place on December 11th. So the Eagles, pretty, I'm pretty sure, had already secured their playoff spot at this point. Giants making their playoff push in uh, New Jersey, lost by 26 points. Yep. At home, about a 48. Uh, over under. Hmm. Forty-six and a half. Man, you're close. Forty-eight. That was gonna be my first guess, but then I. You are close. <laughs> um. Yeah, this one's tricky to put in a thirteen pointer because I'm concocting one for the weekend. Uh, we got four games. I'm gonna gonna put them all four and one. Thirty-five over thirty-five. I like the other direction. If you're gonna go, it I would do under sixty-one and a half. It's a big but number. The last time they played. There were six. There were seventy points. Yeah, uh, that's tough. That is tough because thirty-five and a half is tough because even the game they like, just played with a banged-up Jalen Hurts and Davis Webb between the two of them went th- went thirty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's 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 a pretty good telltale sign right there with. with banged up Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I 35 and a half. Yeah. I guess if you you're hoping for like a if that happens like a 28 to 10, 28 to 17. If it's a close game, you're hoping 24 20 or something like that. So it for sure goes over. But yeah, I oh, 35 and a half is not bad. That's it. That's a pretty low number. Okay. 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 All right. 
Well, well time out. So we both had Jags. What's what do you, what side are you taking here? Or we just leaning both Eagles like minus seven, buy it down. Yeah, leaning Eagles. If if it stays at seven and a half or even goes up to eight, I I have to either buy it down or I'm I'm just staying away entirely from the spread. But I'm leaning Eagles. Uh, a bet that's probably not terrible value for Saturday would be Giants or Eagles Chiefs money line. Yeah, I don't know. Minus, eh, minus four fifty and minus no, it's probably gonna be in the two, like close to two hundred. I tell you, I tell you, yeah. a really good bet. Uh, under one half, Miles Sanders giving a fuck about our fantasy teams. <laughs> uh, minus ten thousand. <laughs> fuck him. I'll give you another bet under <laughs> under a half, half him scoring down. a touchdown. Yep, because he ain't getting one. Uh, over seven and a half Jalen Hurts rushing touchdowns because that's what's going to happen if they're on the goal line. Um, Sunday, two o'clock, weird fucking start time. Is M- must I include Bengals at Bills? Whose line? This one's going to be a lot closer, I think. So Here's Bills are at home. Serious fucking give me Bengals. I'm sorry, give me Bills. Minus three and a half. Five. Jesus. Yeah. Love it. Love it. You give love me Bills bi- minus five? Bengals plus okay. five. Yep. Bengals money line. Yep. I, I, I thought you were going to say Bills minus five, and I was about to turn the podcast off. <laughs> yeah, I, and again, I'm not trying to get canceled for saying this. Uh, we all saw what was happening before the situation between them in the last game. I really hope they don't spin that and make it to be some bigger deal than it is for this game. I I think that we both saw these teams struggle last week in their own sense. The Bengals, the last eight, nine weeks of the season, by far the better team. And, and I, I don't see that changing this weekend. Um, now being on the road could could affect things some, but I think that the Bengals are going to correct the mistakes that they made this past weekend against the Ravens. I don't think the Bills defense is near as good as the Ravens defense is. If they can clean up their own defense, I think that they could. It really wasn't even that horrible. I think. I I mean, they would have steamrolled the Ravens had they just cleaned up their offense. Their defense wasn't the problem. They only let up 17 points. Yes. That's Uh, what I meant. Sorry. Their offense. If they can clean up their offense, which I think they can, yeah, I I mean they could they could win this game by two scores. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think we can both agree Bengals plus five. However, for the sake of things, what is the total? I think this one's got to be high, right? I I'm going fifty three and a half. You're going back to back forty eight again. Low oh God. That is low. I, you saw where my line was. I'm taking the over. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm throwing anything in a 13-pointer here, I mean, it would probably be the Bengals plus 18. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. But if, I mean, huge. if you can, I don't know if you, I don't know what you use, but if you can put both in, if you put you probably, that I could put both in. And then the over of fucking 35 and a half in a game that I think is going to have 50 plus. <laughs> like, yeah. Not horrible. That's crazy. Not horrible. All right. Last game, Cowboys, Niners. Whose line? 
Um, I want to say I'm a, I'm gonna nail one of these, and this is this is the last one, so I gotta try right. Uh, <laughs> give me, they're giving Niners minus three and a half. Niners minus three and a half. Is it the opposite? No, it's Niners minus four. Fuck, that was so close. <laughs> All right, before we get dive in that total, then I bet this one's a little lower. Um. 41 and a half. Oh, that is way low. Six and a half, 46 and a half. Oh yeah. I was a little low there. Okay. <laughs> well, um, this game, <laughs> this game throws me for a loop. I I mean, I've literally done this for like the past 10 weeks and I've lost money on it. So I got to turn around and I got to go against the 49ers again. You got, I got to take the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've taken against the 49ers for literally weeks now. Cause I've been expecting the Brock Purdy fall off and it's going to happen. Well, and I mentioned this earlier, we were, we were gaming. Um, you have, even though not super experienced in the playoffs, you have Dak who is very experienced in terms of just like his QB status. You have a very experienced Cowboys team in general. And then you have on the, on the flip side, you've got some experience in the Niners and some of their positions, but then you have Brock Purdy. A seventh round playing in his what seventh game in the NFL and leading his team into a divisional game against a good Cowboys team. The Seahawks were not a great playoff matchup. And you'd also already seen them twice this year. Um, you're playing the Cowboys now, who I think, you know, people are like, oh, they've they've sputtered, whatever, they don't look great all the time. You're right, but they've got a damn good offense, they've got a damn good defense. And I, I think it's about time they break the mold. And I think that it's this week. So that Cowboys team we saw on Monday night, I don't know many teams that look better than them this past weekend. I mean, you could no. say the 49ers, yes, but given the level of competition and uh, kind of just how the game played out, who was firing on all cylinders more is essentially what I'm saying. It's, it's the Cowboys. So I'm going to go Cowboys plus four. I am too. And I think that part of that all the is, same picks. Let's give us a round of applause. Yeah, look at that. Jerry, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> um people can call me crazy, but if you had to tell me, would you rather take Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell or Zeke and Tony Pollard in this game? Oh. I'm taking Zeke and Tony Pollard all day long. Um they struggled against the Bucks. And dominated, so I have no doubt in my mind that one, they're gonna be wanting to pick up their slack in this playoff game. Two, if not, they could find out other ways. Yeah, and I think that if for some reason the run game struggles, the it's not like the Cowboys don't know how to sling it. They they may not have the names out there, like you got CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, but like guys like Noah Brown, you picked up T. Y. Hilton as a veteran who's who looked pretty damn good this past weekend. Um, even Cedric Wilson looked fine. Cedric Wilson um, plays for the Dolphins. Wrong team. Um, who am I <laughs> thinking of then? Who Who is catching passes for... Oh, my God, now I'm going to blank. Um, well, you have Michael Gallup. There's somebody else. I'm just throwing out names. Probably Michael Either Gallup. Way. Yeah, you're thinking uh, of Cedric Wilson because he returned, like, two huge punts. 
Cedric Wilson played for the Cowboys, did he not? Am I crazy? Yeah, we got him from the Cowboys okay. this past. Then I'm not stupid. <laughs> Either way, it was it would have been it would have been Michael Gallup. He had five catches, for six yeah. yards, and a touchdown. So like they uh, they've got guys who who can perform on that side of the ball, and they and they spread the ball out pretty well. So Dalton Schultz was uh, was eating on Monday night. If he can do that again, I don't know how you're going to stop him because that dude was a fuck was fucking an animal. All over the place. So I love our same picks. Um, I kind of said going into it that we would have some more picks because we are in a playoff pick and pull together. And I cannot win now. Ethan blocked me out. He boxed me out of it because I had one wrong pick uh, this past. I didn't only have one wrong, but I had one wrong over him. And we have pretty much the same through and through. So he boxed me out of the fucking winner's circle. So second place is still there. <laughs> that being said, fucking if you ain't first, you're last, homie. That's how it is. Uh let's let's touch a little bit on UFC 283 just because it is a good card. Yep. Um we're not gonna talk anything. I'm not gonna go through all the fights and tell you what I like. We're gonna start. You gotta quit yawning because you're making me yawn. We're gonna start on the main card. Uh first fight. Pull Craig. Versus Johnny Walker. By the way, this is in Brazil, so there is literally a Brazilian in every, every single. I noticed that a little fight. bit ago, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "They don't, they don't do this for other fights, but that's literally a Brazilian every they single do, fight is wild." They do it for. Um, they try to do it for UK. There might be like one or two fights where there's not a UK guy. Stop yawning. <laughs> And then in the in Australia, there's a card in March, and I think most of them are Australian guys. Either way, Paul Craig, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is Brazilian, but I didn't honestly think that. For some reason, I thought he was American. Badass name, you know, named after whiskey. I thought you were American. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Paul Craig's got some value here, plus 160. You're going to look at this, and you're going to be like, holy shit, he has six-inch reach. Uh discrepancy That's the first thing i noticed uh he has less strikes per minute if he can not if he can learn from his mistakes from the volcan uzdemir fight which was his last one he was just pulling guard he was laying down pulling guard because that's what he does best he's a fucking grappling guy the guy fighting for the title in this main event of this same card jamal hill he fucking snapped his arm because he pulled guard and got him in it submission and fucking didn't let go so just for the value alone, i'm taking paul craig plus 160 did you have anything to add in this uh fight or this card Not, nothing major but i think that if paul craig too can get him on the ground um i, th- I think that he has a slight advantage there as well um no it's so, slight if he gets well him on yeah the ground, i would say more than up. slight but if if you can if you can get a couple successful takedowns and you can get some body control first second round like early on wear him out regardless if you actually do submit him i think third round if you go the distance and you have that amount of ground control time i think that you take this as well so yeah i agree uh johnny walker i mean he's known for striking he is a, his fighting style his registered fighting style is striker coming from brazil that's a little weird um but the guy's Michael Bisping and Anthony Smith, I listened to their podcast. They were talking about it. Um, he's not as well-rounded in the way that he's been 
approaching his fights. He's been trying to get more well-rounded. I don't think that's the case. Paul Craig, on the other hand, he wants to fight for that title, and he thinks a win over Johnny Walker will put him very close. And I think it should. Yeah. Um, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade, not going to bet on that fight. Andrade, minus 500 favorite. Same with Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. Not to say that neither of those two fights will be good, but it's hard to touch a huge favorite like that. The co-main event, Davison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, four. This is the fourth time these guys have fought. It's for a title fight in the flyweight division. I'm pretty sure Davison Figueredo has only fought him for the last three years. Does uh, His last three fights. Does Brandon Moreno hold the belt currently? It is Figueredo. So it has gone back and forth. Um, Figueredo holds it. They had a draw the first time they fought. Uh, Moreno won the second. Figueredo won the third. Uh, the, only, they, the only reason I asked is because on the UFC website, um, typically when they have these fights matched up, pictured, whatever, um, the person who has holds the title is the one obviously holding the belt in the photo, but they're both holding a belt. Moreno doesn't hold another weight class belt, does he? No, it might just be because he's... Oh, you know what? I think he might have the interim belt. Mm. Is what it is because I think gotcha. Figueredo because the last time they fought was last June, literally a week from this weekend, or not a week, a year from this weekend, they fought, yep. and I think he got hurt, so they did an interim title in July. Moreno mm. held it, that's why. But Figueredo holds the actual real belt. Um, yep. This one's tough for me. I mean, you you got it. literally one one and one against each other. This is the fourth right. time they fought, and I mean, it's hard to be like, oh, whoever wins gets it all. And you're like, fuck, we're gonna fight seven times, <laughs> <laughs> like at this rate, for fuck's sake. That's the seven. Moreno, <laughs> uh, two inch reach advantage, uh, pretty similar striking numbers. Yep. Figueroa lands a better at a better rate. Takedown, fairly similar there. Fifty fifty. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's it's weird to see the title holder as an underdog, but I get it. Um, they fought three times, one, one, and one. He hasn't fought in a year, but at the same time, you're, they're in Brazil, and he's holding the title. Do you think he wants to get embarrassed and lose the title in front of his home crowd? No, I'm going Figueredo at even money. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good bet, and it's – Okay, so it's at even money. I was gonna say right now I'm looking on the UFC website and they're both minus one ten. Um so on, on ESPN it's plus a hundred. I'm I'm sure they're gonna be right neck and neck. Yeah. Uh yeah. but either way, I think I'm gonna take figure it out just because I know what he can do. Uh watching both their fights. I mean Moreno came out and got him in that second one, but I thought Figueroa did most of the work in the first one, did a lot of the work in the third one. So I think he kind of has a game plan of what he wants to do. Did any of those first three fights? Well, obviously one did. did let me rephrase. Did any of those first three fights not go? Uh, when Bram Reno submitted him, which was Figueredo's only submission loss of his career. Gotcha. Cause I was just curious because the under four and a half is plus one thirty, um, which isn't terrible value because it's four and a half. So you really just, banking on them not going the distance there um but 
if they've gone the distance basically every time, the only time they did was a submission that it's the only time he's ever been submitted. Tough bet. So it is tough. I, like I mean, the ones the ones that Figueroa won, or he won by decision, and then the one they drew, there were two draws and then a 48-46 in his favor. So nobody ruled it in Moreno like favor. So I guess if you want to go by something, you could go. Um, if you're wanting to bet on Moreno, you can go inside distance. If you want to bet on Figueroa, you can go by decision. But yeah. again, that is risky because he can finish people. And he does. Yeah. He has 17 finishes of his 21 wins. The only, like the only two times <laughs> he had, the only few times he hasn't finished someone was in the last couple of years. So maybe not a, a good bet there. Uh, the main event Glover to share Jamal Hill. Uh, I, I mean, we just saw a fight for the light heavyweight belt a few weeks ago, and it was a split draw. Neither is kind of weird how they don't run it back and go again, right? Um, but we had some discrepancies, and here we are. We land on Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill since Yuri Prohaska stepped away to heal from his injury and come back. He vacated his title, his belt, which should have been Glover's had he not submitted him in the last minutes of that fight of theirs. Glover's the plus 115 underdog at home against Jamal Hill, whose only loss is to Paul Craig, a grappler, which Glover Teixeira is phenomenal at. This one seems, it doesn't seem like a no-brainer because I know Jamal Hill's power. Jamal Hill sent fucking Johnny Walker into the fucking shadow realm. I don't know if you've seen that knockout, <laughs> but it is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I just think Glover's a smarter fighter. He's he fighting here for a reason. He's 40-something years old. He's not fighting here to not get the belt back. He's not going to lose in his hometown. Yeah, he was beating I, I, I mean, Prohaska, who's a monster. And the odds are good. I mean... Like, if you want the, just the value alone, I think taking Glover to share is good here. Um, I also saw, too, like, I, I get it, light heavyweight. Typically, these these fights don't last a super long time regardless. But it's a title fight, so it's five rounds. And right now, the over-under is one and a half. What? And There's no way. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. And the over one and a half is minus 135. So it's not great odds. But... I one and a half. That seems one fishy to me. A, a little bit. A little bit. Under one and a half plus 105. Um, so I, I that's just what I'm looking at in front of my face on the UFC website. Actual betting sites probably don't have it at one and a half. Maybe. I don't know. But just Bro, crazy that, seems... that that's one and a half. And Figueroa's at four and a half. The Figueroa fight is at four and a half. Like I know, like you're almost banking on Jamal Hill to knock Glover chair out then. Cause I don't right. think Glover, the way that he, the way that he kind of uh, not danced around, but took his time with Yuri. Cause Yuri's a, he's a fucking psychopath and he'll kill you. He was beating him in the fifth round and then got submitted. I feel like he's, he might be just as careful, if not more careful with Jamal Hill. So one and a half, Dude, that seems free. I love that you looked at that because I didn't even check that. Yeah, I'm gonna look really fast just to see if it's on an actual book and not just the UFC website. But it, it'd be weird to me if it wasn't. So, yep, I'm looking right now. DraftKings right now one and a half minus one thirty five over. The you, you want an even better odds? 
Right now, um, on FanDuel, over under one and a half over is minus 116. So you're getting 17 cents there, 19 cents <laughs> there. Uh, I mean, dollar baby. Hey, not too shabby. I mean, that seems that Crazy. seems free, but it seems fishy to me. I mean, yeah. I'll bet it. I'll I'll yeah. probably bet it heavily after you mentioned that. <laughs> but holy shit, that's uh that's crazy. So I like Glover. I'll do a little bit on that. Now I'm gonna do even more on the over. The Glover. Glover one and a half rounds. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we have been in your ears for right around an hour and we've talked football. We talked UFC. Is there anything you have to add? Good, sir. No, I just hope for I, I, this past weekend of football wildcard weekend, surprisingly a good weekend of close games that I did not expect. There was really only one game that just wasn't even worth watching. And that was the Bucks Cowboys game. Cause even at least the first half of the Seahawks Niners game was, was respectable. So it was hopefully more of that the same this weekend. And, Hopefully we'll come back to you next week with some some good talk about a solid round of divisional games. Let's hope so. We will talk at you next week. Until then, happy gambling. Have fun. Adios. Peace.